This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Jason Whitwick is in the end zone. Buried. Sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it. And he bangs it in for the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Taylor Stern. Taylor Stern, SB, baby. Hey, everybody. Welcome. To talking Cowboys outside today. Everybody's clapping, right? Let's yeah. go. At the grand opening of the entertainment yeah, district. Yeah, we got these yes, people sir. riled up here at the Star in Frisco. Rob Phillips here on stage, right outside Ford Center at the Star, joined as always by Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broadus, and a special alumnus of Talking Cowboys. Nate Newton getting everybody fired up out here <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah, man, I'm excited, man, to be Welcome back. Yeah, man. Broadus, you weren't here the last time I left, but good to see you, too. Yeah, I appreciate that, Nate. Yeah. Always good to be around you. I know a lot of uh, good football knowledge in that big brain of yours. <laughs> and always I don't good know how big the brain is, but the head is <laughs> <laughs> Always good to be outside, too. This kind of has yes. a training camp vibe to it Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. Yeah. We're on wow. Cowboys Way. We're right across the street from City Works and Cane Rosso. So come on out and join us. We're going to be here for an hour. And yeah. after that, we got more show. We got a draft show, draft Brian. Show. Yeah, got, got the draft show. Yeah, we've got several more shows left in the day. And hey, this is a three-day deal out here. Yeah. So, Grand um, opening ceremony, Nate. So Live entertainment, special appearances, dining and shopping specials, notable prizes for the public. Oh, well, you wrote that down so you wouldn't miss a beat. I'm huh? prepared, man. You know that. <laughs> and, and including Easter Sunday. Wow. So will we be back tomorrow? Uh, you guys will be back tomorrow. No, this is us We're tonight. just doing a day of yeah, shows yeah, today. We're, we're That's leaving. why everybody better pay attention. This is a one-time only, one shot right here. Yes. So just down the way here, Jerry Jones just had a special ribbon-cutting ceremony to uh, kick this off. I mean, the Star's been around for a couple years now, but now all of the entertainment district is ready to go. So many different shops, dining options, retail, outstanding. Mayor Fiskro, uh, Jeff Chaney was out there as well. So kicking things off, we're here to provide a little extra entertainment for you and talk a little Cowboys. We're here for the next hour, and man, it's been a while, or a lot has happened in the last week. It seems like it's been forever since we've gotten together and talked. It has been together. Free agency talk, we can get into that. We can get into some draft talk, because we do have Brian Broaddus here. Yeah. Let's start with free agency and, and what the Cowboys have done really in the last five, six days added six new players on this roster, said goodbye to a couple guys. Not Des Bryant. He is still on the roster, by the way. Mm -hmm. Wow. But, taking shots, but, huh? You taking shots? No shots. Oh. Just a lot of speculation. The, West, the question hasn't gone away. Oh, okay. It, it will not go away until something is resolved one way or another. The Cowboys are expected to meet with him at some point. We'll see. But let's talk about what they've done in free agency, guys. Thoughts on the five signings they've had. They've also traded for a new fullback as well. Nate added a couple offensive linemen. Yes, they did. Marcus Martin, Cameron Fleming. What do you think about them? What I think is, I think they come, uh, well, one guy came from Cleveland, so, uh, well, I don't know what to think about him, but the other guy I got a report on him. England, I'll go yeah, you, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. You give Marcus Martin. The guy from New England, he's uh, he's a guy that been in the system, knows a lot about adjusting during games, adjusting from week to week. That's what the New England Patriots does well. That's what I hope the Cowboys. My thing is not about free agency, fellas. My thing is about the new coaches that they've brought in and the offensive line coach. I want to know, he's been with the Cincinnati being what, 30? 24 years. Yeah, 24 years. Yeah. Paul Alexander. And they say Coach Alexander has seen every scheme 
every defensive front, every secondary coverage, every linebacker twist and turn and blitz. I want to see what we do with this offensive line since we got a new offensive line coach here. What what will we do to make adjustments during games? If we missing a player, if we miss, and I'm talking about not only a running back, but I'm talking about a, another offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. We got three guys that are all pros. And now we got Collins, who's at the right tackle. We don't know how he's going to be situated in training camp. We got him at right tackle. I want to know if we, what we would do at the left guard and what would we do once a guy is missing an offensive line? That's my big issue. What would a coach So in do? your ideal world, what would you want to happen? For, well, I, I would like for the scheme to be more efficient and ready to be, to adapt because last year when we lost Tyrone Crawford at left tackle, it seemed like we just went away. Tyron we Smith. Tyron Smith. We, we just went away. We, we went away. We didn't know what was going on. We had like we was lost. That shouldn't have happened to us. Okay. Most teams don't have that type of uh, offensive line that we have. We lose one guy, and we still have two all-pros left. We need to say hi to Al. Hey, Al, what's, what's up, up, baby? Al, what's going on? Yeah. Hey, by the way, we do have a live mic out here, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. We do. So if anybody's got any questions. I'm coming to you. Is the live oh, mic nice. ready? <laughs> I'm, on, I'm going, fellas. Hey, I'm worried about the coaches, not the players. Thank you. So what I was going to ask, Nate, uh, I, from an ideal standpoint, what would you want to happen on with personnel yeah. on that offensive line? Yeah, I think that they're in a point right now where they've talked about potentially moving Collins you know we we with Martin you know he's a guy to me he might have played at Cleveland he was at San Francisco the, the Browns were a team that didn't have they, they had like the Cowboys they had a lot of uh, value at their guards they went out and got some some money so Martin was a guy that wasn't inact was inactive really every game so he had a hard time getting on the field he's 25 years old I went back and watched him and I kind of compare him, guys, to the early Ron Leary type of a body, you know, the yeah. big boxy kind of square player, maybe a little bit trouble getting second level blocks and stuff like that. But the power that he played with, his ability to work with the tackles, you know, those kinds of things I think are, are really inviting because he, he does have those kinds of traits. And he's a guy I think that's got potential to be a starter at, at left guard. And I think that's really what the Cowboys were thinking. They're they're trying to, Mickey, we went on all our shows, was always talking about upgrade the guard, upgrade Byron Bell. Right. So that's, I think, what they did. Their, their plan was, okay, let's go out and sign guys like Fleming. Fleming started in the Super Bowl, started in the AFC Championship game. I watched him against Pittsburgh. You know, he's made some good starts against good teams and held up, you know, no worse for wear. So I feel like they they've got that 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 little bit of that that better depth if they if they say okay we're going to move Collins which Mickey and Rob I wouldn't do personally I wouldn't I, I think that I feel like that you know he's you've invested the year the growing pains early right by the end of the year though he was one of your better offensive linemen and I think that's a I think that's a credit to him and I'd hate to see them take that away much like what we saw happen with Chaz Green having to play guard and talking about byron jones too at safety spot you know can you keep him at one yeah. spot and get him developed at, at, a, at a spot that's best for him corner or safety yeah. looks like nate is uh shagged uh, question out there with the masses out here at the start hey hey fellas yes i got trevor from saginaw man all right he has a question 
Um, so if Derwin James is gone, if he's the first one gone instead of Minka, do you think Dallas would trade up for Minka the same way they would with James in that kind of 10 to 13 area? Ooh, speaking yeah. of safety. Yeah, that's, right. that's it. That's a very good question, sir. Really, really is. You know, Mika Fitzpatrick from Alabama, they went in there and they've worked out those kids. And, you know, he was a guy that uh, they have some familiarity with. I think that where you have to w you wonder, okay, is this guy a corner or is he a safety? You know, and some people have kind of it, – it's a little bit like Jalen Ramsey was – uh, a couple years ago during the Zeke draft where all of a sudden people said, okay, he's a safety, but Jacksonville plays him at corner. I don't know if they would necessarily go up to draft Mika. I, I think that they, because maybe the, the little bit of the thought of what does he play? I, I'm, I'm interested to find out if they, in fact, he's a 30 visit, but they, even, they might think he's out of there because he was always a guy that was a top five consideration until all the quarterback shuffling went up. So he might be an odd guy out. Him, Nelson. Uh, so what do you Ray think? He, what do you think he is? I have him listed as a corner. Okay, I have him listed as a corner. What so I always thought. I, he yeah, was. yeah. I will say, you look at safety, and that's a spot that you could. Assuming Byron Jones is is, an, is a cornerback again. Yeah. That's a spot you look at and say, okay, that could be a draft target for you. Talk to Stephen Jones. Uh, at the owners' meetings in Florida this week, he did say there is a school of thought when you look at what they've done in free agency. Maybe you need to go get a free safety who can cover, but they haven't found anybody on the market that fits what they're looking for scheme-wise. Before we go back out to Nate, I, I will say this, though. Yeah, because you look at what Kenny Vaccaro has done, right. and then you look at Tyron Matthew, more down players play slot. That cover stuff good, but maybe they're looking for a guy that's more of a true free. Yes. You know, and that's I think that's where, you know, that's why you get Earl Thomas rumors because you have that he has that ability to play as a true free safety. All right, let's go back to Nate. Hey, you know what? There's gonna be a little change of pace here. We gotta gotta settle the dance problem. We got Chris and Michael <laughs> from Highland Village. All right, thanks guys. I know you're tired of hearing questions about the death situation, but I have a question and maybe a suggestion. So obviously you got the team not wanting to spend so much money on him and you got him not wanting to take a pay cut. Is there a win-win situation where they renegotiate a performance-based or incentive-based contract where he can claim victory and say, yeah, I'm gonna come out and show everybody I'm gonna make more money, but the team is protected in case he doesn't? Good question. Thank I would that. imagine that's the idea. Uh, if you think about what the Cowboys did with Brandon Carr when they reduced his base salary that last year, they basically cut it in half but guaranteed him not only money for that year, they guaranteed him money the next year that ended up counting against the salary cap last year. So there are ways to do that and put some performance bonuses in there. And uh, what you don't want to do is embarrass the guy. Right. And you don't want to embarrass him in the locker room. And, and I think that's got to be their goal if they're going to mess with that, uh, with that contract. So uh, it sounds like tomorrow, next week, maybe before the draft, although Stephen Jones said over there uh, in the Lincoln um, showcase room, that they have really no timetable on it. It's not like we got to do something before the draft. Yeah, so Des, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, Des was in this morning working out. So his plan and focus is to try and get prepared. But they're going to protect themselves. And they're going to do right by Des, too. It's a very good question. 
Jerry was just asked again. He was asked two days ago by us in Florida, have you talked to Des? No, they have not had a sit down yet. He got asked again. Now that he's back from Florida, he said he kind of had a little fun with the media, didn't he, Mick? Yes, he did. <laughs> so where were you in Florida, Rob? I was in, by the way, he had a little fun by saying what? De Steven or Jerry? Jerry. He said, I've told, I told Des not to come in here because I want the questions to keep going. I want yes. the Cowboys to stay in the news, which is great. Any you know press what? is good press, right? You know what? There's a sliver of truth in that, by sure, the way. Sure, why not? Why not? This, was, this is the new Romo thing, right? It was all about Romo last year. What are they going to do with Tony? Same thing with Des. I, Brian, you and I have gone back and forth on this. Like, I don't have a great feeling about what's going to happen here. I think there's if – you, if you see some of the tea – read some of the tea leaves from Jerry – this week, it's like there's there's a chance, depending on what they work out with him, that he you know he'd be back. He doesn't want to speculate that he won't be back. But Stephen Jones has talked about we've got a business decision to make. So yeah. yeah, I mean, talking about contract numbers and all that is is the right path. But what what's the solution? I don't think anybody knows yet. So here is the new term that Jerry coined today: deliberate planned confusion. And that's what you got going right now. <laughs> which is which means what? Which means that he's <laughs> deliberately not telling you anything to confuse the situation. But Nate Newton will settle this situation. Um, I'm not going to settle it, man. But I have a guy named Robert, who I want to call Thomas from from Plano. Red Rock. He wants. He has a question about all these receivers. So how do you think it's going to settle out with this huge roster of wide receivers? There's too many of them. Where do you start? Yeah, this is that's a great question because I'll tell you why it's you know, you have 90 men on the roster, so they don't have to do anything quickly. I mean, they could even draft and then think about how they want to shut uh, cut down things once they get going. But I don't think they're in any hurry right now to do anything as far as roster reduction. And with the with the soon to be 90 man rosters. They can keep this thing as long as they want. But uh, I, 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 the way I think it's going to shake out, I think they're going to have their meeting with Dez. I think they're going to figure things out with him. He's going to get on board. And then we'll see how that goes from there. But the other receivers, I think the most important thing, the thing that kind of bothers me a little bit, that gives me a little pause, is that they didn't have this discussion with him earlier. Yeah. That they didn't say, listen, Des, this is what we need to do. Are you with us on this? Are you with us on that? And maybe you couldn't get all the parties together, but I Jerry, feel— Jerry did mention that this yeah. week, that timing has been an issue yeah, so far I, this offseason. I just wish they would have been able to meet with him early and say, listen, this is what we want to do. And then you can make your plan about having to sign guys and stuff like that. But I, don't, I just don't feel like they're in any real hurry right now. To, to reduce the roster at this moment. So if everybody had been paying attention to Jason Garrett uh, at the owner's meeting, the word he kept using to answer the gentleman's question about too many people at wide receiver was competition. Yeah. Those guys will decide for you because I don't think there's any cut and dried guy out there that just says, okay, I got this spot. Don't, don't don't come around me. Right. I, I I I'm a starter. Right. And 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 the other thing that'll settle your question is injuries. Right. Don't think you're so deep until you get through training camp, because somehow some way every time you think a position is too deep, two guys get hurt and all of a sudden you're looking around going, huh? 
Yeah. I ain't got enough wide well, receivers yeah. for practice. We also found out this week that, speaking of that, Terrence Williams had surgery in the offseason for a fractured foot, and it could cost him some of his offseason work, so you're looking at depth additions there with the signings of Alan Hearns and Deontay Thompson. So hey, take, a, take a stab at which metacarpal, metatarsal was busted. I'll just say fourth. Oh, it's the fifth. Oh, it's always, it's always the, fifth. the fifth. I'm Nick. taking the fifth. All right, Nate, you we got one fifth. more quick question, then we go to break. Nate, okay, what do you got come, a whole on, gang on, out there? I got a whole family here. Oh. Jack is speaking from. Jack from Michigan, he's got a question. Do you think David is going to have any big impact this year? David Irving, do you think he have an impact this year? David Irving. I like it. Absolutely. He better. Yeah. Because they need him to have an impact at that three technique on the defensive line. And he had an impact in the eight games he played last year. So if he can double up for an entire season, boy, he'll be a pro bowler. Yeah, they need, they need him to play well. They really, really do, especially with some of the things that are going on inside. I also feel like to check out the draft and we get to that, that maybe you'll have a guy get added that could be a, an under tackle or three technique playing behind him or with him or in a rotation because they might only have him for one year and then they need to think about that spot again going forward. Nate, are these people visiting from Michigan? Yes, uh, y'all visit. Come on, this is the mom. What's your name, ma'am? Debbie Berry. Welcome, so Debbie. She, uh, I thought they was going to ask about Charlton, but they asked about David Irving. <laughs> oh, they got the blue. Oh, oh, there go. Green's in the Final Four. Just Very down the good. Road. Are you going on to San Antonio? We're thinking about it on Monday. All right. So oh. if, if they win, huh? If what Sister Jean, if they can beat Sister Jean, we'll see what we'll see what happens. All right, let's take our first break, guys. When we come back, we can talk more about the free agents additions. We we touched on wide receiver. They added a new linebacker as well. And Brian, you went to some pro days this sure week did. too. So let's get into that when we come back next on Talking Cowboys. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. 
like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. This is Talking Cowboys. Brian Broadus, tell me about Tommy John and why you love it so much. I'll tell you what, guys. Tommy John was my best friend. I was on the road the last three days. Hanging out at Pro Days, Tommy John underwear, socks, T-shirt, everything you need from Tommy John you can get. And it's comfortable. And you didn't have it, to wash them? Yeah, I, I got enough <laughs> pairs of them. That's really? You just packed a bag full of them. Tommy John, very affordable underwear. You go to DallasCowboys.com forward slash Tommy John, or I come, believe. Or come right here because I've got mine on. Yeah, You're they, wearing yours right I've now. I've got them on. That's not TMI at all. Yeah. That's awesome. But Tommy John, it's uh, absolutely the best uh, underwear you can wear. So go get you some. Thank you, Brian. Welcome back to Talking Cowboys. Out here at the Star in Frisco, it's the grand opening of the entertainment district. Out here at the Star, we've got Nate Newton out on the street, man on the street, getting questions from fans. Hey, what you got? Hey, hey, hey Nate. Hey, <laughs> I just wanted to point out to you, there are people behind us, too. Yeah, and I, and I want them to join us, man. <laughs> I, I got Matt from Saginaw and it's spotting over here. Now, he's going to ask you about a guy in the draft, and I'm like, who is this guy? All right. I called Trev over, but I said, you know, we got one better. We got Broadish. Yeah. So here we go, Matt. Let's Trout. see if stump me here. Uh, do you think that Jesse Bates would uh, uh, trade up? No, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I forgot the question. <laughs> about Jesse Bates' safety from Wake Forest? Uh, uh, would you trade up for him? J- yeah, don't worry. He got, no it. They got, they got we it. got it. We got it. We know. Yeah. I tell you, Jesse Bates, and it's, it's a good a good name, too, uh, from Wake Forest, the safety. He's one of the true free safeties in this draft. So probably, you know, more like a probably a second-round guy, a guy you would probably hit at 50. It you might have to go. Maybe he could go a little bit behind that. But I, I, I didn't feel like he was a first-round safety. The guy I really liked, I think, would be a, that I would personally like at 50 is Galden from Tennessee, who plays the slot. And he could also, you know, he tackles very well. He was one of Tennessee's better players in the secondary. But Bates is a really good player because you're absolutely right. He's a true free safety. When you say he play, play deep, he can play with range. He can come downhill. He can cover. It's a really good name to keep an eye on. Thanks for the question. And uh, let's let's touch on some draft here. Brian, I to answer Mickey's questions from earlier, I was in Orlando for the owners' meetings. Stayed across the street from SeaWorld, by the way. Which Fancy place. The Ritz is kind of fancy. Yeah, oh, yeah. This always, guy's at the Ritz. I worked at the Ritz. I didn't exactly have a room there. Okay, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't spring for the for the fee. But it was a great time. Learned some good stuff. I kind of wish I could switch places with Brian because he was down in my home away from home, College yeah. Station, and then nice. he zipped up to that place in Austin too, where they play football too, and went to some pro days. So, what are your thoughts on what you saw out there, Christian Kirk, Malik Jefferson? Yeah. Those guys. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though, and, and both both schools were more than kind to us going through there. We were actually working on a little bit of a documentary, a mini documentary, if you want to say, a kind of a day in the life of a scout. And so we were following Walter Juliff, longtime national scout here with the Cowboys, and then Sam Garza, who's got that area. And they were, you know, Will McClay and Stephen Jones were kind enough to let us talk to them and shadow them in a little bit and do some things. So it was really cool that way. But from what I saw, though, uh, a lot of defensive players at the University of Texas that potentials. You know, you talked about Jefferson, Elliott, the safety is a possibility there. 
Puna Ford, I think, was the one. And Mickey got a little dose of Puna Ford this morning. A big dose. When we were t t doing our uh, the Blitz, when we were filming the Blitz. So, yeah, it's uh, if you're, if, you know, most of those guys are probably second day mm -hmm. type of players. The one first round guy they have is Connor Williams, the big tackle. And, you know, from Coppell, right? From Coppell, a local kid. And uh, the New Orleans Saints worked him out. And, you know, the Saints lost their starting right tackle to retirement this year. So maybe they're thinking of hitting it uh, again this uh, this year like they did last with Ramchek, who played very well for them. So, yeah, the, 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 it was really impressive to be a part of that. Uh, Christian Kirk. Uh, That's I learned, my guy. Yeah, I learned about Christian Kirk that he was going to get a workout from the Cowboys. Uh, from uh, Kyle Valero was going to go to College Station yesterday. And after we went through the day before, he, he was going to go through and put him through a little bit more extensive workout. People are looking at him as more of a uh, potentially a slot player, but you got to determine if he can play on the outside. I think that's what Kyle Valero is going to do. Go down there, jam him up a little bit, try and make him run some routes where he has to fight through some press. He's a little bit shorter guy. Uh, I like to describe him in the body type of what Steve Smith looks like. You know, have you ever seen yep. Steve Smith? Kind of the rocked up, compact, compact, but 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 can he's uh, got really good quickness catches the football well and is explosive he's also a punt returner do too. we need, do we need any it help because it looks like lunch is over <laughs> <laughs> i think we're good we're good we're good by the way so my question is oh do you, you got think a question he, do you think he can play outside you know i tell you what though i i i have my doubts about that okay i really really do i think he's going to have to be people are going to try and put him outside and Steve Smith was just rare the way that he was able to get outside like that. I just don't see. When you watch him play, he's got a slot body, but he doesn't have slot quickness. Like when you watch Cole Beasley play, right, right. you know how Beasley's that, able to get in and out of routes, the, the quickness and all that? The, Kirk, it's hard for him to get started. But once he gets going, then, you, then you've got that ability or he's got that ability to make. So I think it's going to be difficult for him. I think he's going to have to find ways to do his damage inside. And, you know, I, I don't know if somebody would take that in the first round. The first All right, second round maybe by second. You watched him. Yeah. Can he play outside? Because he's got what they call long speed, right? Yeah. Like Brian said, once he gets going. Once he gets going. I, I wouldn't discount him being able to do anything in this league. In addition to kick return. He did yeah, that. Oh, did well. that very well. He's just an impressive guy. And he's a different type of receiver than Larry Fitzgerald. I'm, not, I'm yeah. not making a direct comparison, but they talked about Fitzgerald coming out of college. He didn't have elite speed and all that kind of stuff. Right. But he just knew how to get open. He knew, yeah. how, to, he knew how to make plays. And I think Kirk's going to have a 10-year career in this league. And, be, and, and help a team oh, win no, a lot yeah, of games. Absolutely. Yeah. But we'll see where he goes. By the way, Jason Garrett was uh, and, and Cowboys staff at SMU today. Cortland Sutton, another wide receiver. Yeah. They're taking a look at. And Jason Garrett at, at uh, Alabama's second pro day yesterday. So it's that time of year where they're taking a look. And that's not unlike Ohio State a couple years ago where, look, Bama's got 20 prospects yeah. every year. So you might as well just take a look at everybody while you're down there. Yeah. And that's probably what they did. That's exactly what they Look did. Look at Roxanne Medina, team player, passing out water. She's the best. All right, let's go back to Nate. We have Ken. We have Kendry from McKinney. All right. That's hard to say. And he has a question about our head coach. If Jason Garrett wins 10 games or less, does he come back next year? Is it a playoff season? <laughs> Playoffs. He gets in the playoffs? Oh, he's good. He's good. Yes. He's good in the playoffs, I think. Yeah. Are you unanimous there? I think so. Yeah, yeah I, I agree too. 
didn't make the playoffs. He didn't make the playoffs? Well, then, then we then we, we might be talking about somebody else. But, you know, that's the whole thing. I, I think Jason understands it. He comes from a family where his dad was a coach. His dad had been on staffs where they got let go. You know, this is, I believe, his eighth season as the head coach of the yeah. Cowboys, as the head coach. So, yeah, he understands the nature of the beast. There's a lot of expectations with the fans. There's a lot of expectations in that building across from us over here with the owner and uh, his family as well. So, yeah, I, I think that he needs to find a way to win games and get in the playoffs and hopefully win some playoff games. If not, then really all bets are off. So, Rob, did you like the way Jerry answered the question, I guess it was yesterday, on the gap between the Cowboys and Philadelphia? I understood where he was going, and I thought it made a lot of sense. You want to repeat what he said? Well, he said if you're talking about the gap, if you're talking that they won the Super Bowl, Philly did, and the Cowboys didn't even make the playoffs, then that looks like a significant gap. Yeah. But they, but, don't, they don't think it's that wide of a gap. I think they feel like they missed an opportunity to make the playoffs. They didn't handle some of the injuries they had and absences they had, talking about Zeke's suspension, as well as the Eagles handled their losses. There's no question about it. But I think when you're talking about the job Jason Garrett has done, let's not forget that two years ago this team won 13 games with their quote-unquote third-string quarterback to start training camp. So they have demonstrated an ability to adjust and coach up and have next man up. Didn't do as well of a job as a team collectively handling those those absences last year, and Philly did, and give them all the credit in the world for winning the Super Bowl. Very good. Nate? Hey, fellas. Yes. We got Billy from Louisville. And before he asks his question, I'm, he's not, I'm not the only guy running around with something pink, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but he has a question for about, about Dez. Uh, yes, I was wondering what you guys thought about the chances of Dez coming back. I've heard that one a couple times yeah. like today. I, I, I think they're good. Yeah, I, I do. I think that they're going to figure out ways. They're going to sit down and talk this out. And, uh, you know, if, I think Dez would, like Mickey said all along, treat him with respect. I think that he will in turn come back. He understands the business side of this. He's been a veteran player now. He wants to be here. I think that they're, they're, they're going to have to get through some hurdles here. I think there's obviously some people in the organization at certain parts that would like to maybe see move on. But the people who are making decisions, they're the ones that are going to have to say, okay, no, he's staying and you guys need to be quiet. So yeah, I, I feel like though that there's a good chance he stays. But then again, I've gone back and forth with this. You have, I really so have. I. I mean, I think we've all struggled with this. Mickey's been pretty consistent about it, but I, I, I just worry a little bit about if, if all of a sudden that, that you know, we've seen somebody, two or three people come up and say, okay, we need to do this different. And it influences Jerry in that way. And that, that's the thing that would worry me a little bit. Let me read you two quotes from Jerry this week to kind of encapsulate the Dez situation right now. He said, we need to talk. And I certainly have not had a thought about talking with him that did not anticipate him being with us. There you go. The other thing he said was with regard to the receivers they've added. Doesn't impact his situation. He said, I like our mix. I think these two guys we signed and what we might look at at any level of the draft, plus what we might get worked out with Dez, gives us a good-looking receiver outlook. Yeah. So they are factoring him in. Yeah. 
Now, a conversation, though, still needs to be had, and the speculation is what do they do with his contract? He's got a 12, what does it make, a $12.5 million base salary and a $16.5 million cap hit. And that's a lot. And that's a lot to slot in when you look at the other receivers on this roster. So when you look at the other receivers on the roster, if he's not here, who takes his place? I've been saying that. You know I've been saying that all offseason. They have to believe that Hearns would. You going to make that bet? I, 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 it's not my job to make the bet. It's my job to say who I think they would think that he would be that replacement. But I, I, I do think that Hearns and Dez are very similar in their style. Now, are they? De- would I rather have Dez Bryant? Absolutely, I would. But I'm just saying the style in which they play, I think, is very, very similar. Okay, if we look at, and I did this the other day, the wide receivers under contract right now. Terrence Williams, Cole Beasley, Ryan Switzer, Noah Brown, Deontay Thompson, Alan Hearns. I'll throw Lance Lenore in there. Sure. Not bad. Dez finished the season with six touchdown catches. Right. All those guys I just mentioned, they totaled six touchdown catches. Nobody had more than two, and three of them had zero. So... You feel comfortable going to battle without Dez? No, not 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 on the face of it. However, I, I do agree but with what Brian said. But with, they might, Mickey. That's they might. I, mean, and, I don't think. I don't. And, I don't but, think but we do. Make, but they're making a serious bet yeah, if they yeah, do that. But, yeah, but that's I, what I you think, have I to think do every offseason. You have to project to some degree, yeah, right? I, I think we all would be, love to have Dez Bryant at the high level that he played at three years ago. I think we'd all love that. And we're all saying that Dez Bryant is a better player. I'm saying he's very similar to Hearns, not maybe numbers-wise, but where he's similar is how he plays. And so that's where I think it's not our job to make the bet. They're making the bet. And, and, and again, that's guys' jobs online. If, if I was a scout, I would argue against getting rid of Des Bryant. I would. But, I, but I'm not in that building. I'm not on that side of the building anymore. And I'm thinking, okay, and watching how they've watched them try and protect themselves with certain ways of bringing players in. What do they do? They lose Keith Smith. I wouldn't have necessarily lost Keith Smith. Yeah. But what they do? They went out and got Ola Wale. Trading right? for yeah. him. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, so what has it been for them? It's been reactionary moves. So why can't, with Dez here, Alan Hearns take snaps away from Terrence Williams? Oh, I think they're going to try that. I think they're going to try that. Yeah. I mean, Bryce Butler did. Yeah, I think they're. But but how many snaps did Bryce Butler play a game? Fifteen, maybe. Probably. Maybe. Probably. Yeah, and Bryce he got Butler, in the twenties every and now and, and then he got hurt. Yeah, and then see now if you're if you're, you know, you got a coach here that they they actually they they love. Well, Derek Dooley no longer here at Missouri, but you've got an offensive staff that was very happy about having Terrence Williams back. Because Terrence Williams gives him a little bit as a blocker. He's kind of a – he could be a, a, a player they use on the move. Right. Not really stuff that Alan Hearns is kind of his cup of tea. But if you, you, know, you want to get him involved, yeah, I, I personally don't take Des Bryant off the field. I don't think I take Cole Beasley off the field. But if you tell me, okay, Alan Hearns is going to tr- play the Z for you and can do it effectively – that's kind of the way they need to go. Separate from the Dez situation, when they looked at Hearns, I feel like they saw a guy that a couple years ago had a 1,400-yard season, had 10 touchdowns. He's only 26 years old. He's had some injuries the last couple years, but there's a lot of potential there. They like the, they like the person. They like the receiver. 
so they think they can help him. But Mickey spoke to it. I think it's about competition. They're creating competition on the offensive line, too. We're not really sure who the starting five is going to be there. I, I don't so, think – yeah, and, and if you look at who the 30 visits are going to be next week, I guarantee you it's going to be – there's going to be some receivers in that mix. And so they're, they're, they might – this might be a whole – redoing much like they did with the defensive backs last year. Because time. they haven't made a change at wide receiver in five years. Five years, right? Five years, yep. Okay, hang tight, Nate. We got a question right on the other side. Let's take our final break of Talking Cowboys, and we'll go back to Nate on the street at the Star in Frisco. Grand opening of the Entertainment District next on Talking Cowboys. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com slash cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. This is Talking Cowboys. Welcome back to the celebration of the grand opening entertainment district at the Star in Frisco. We're outside Cowboys Way, talking some Cowboys on Cowboys Way. We got Nate Newton out there. Man, getting getting got, fan questions. What you got, Nate? No, I got some great dudes out here, man. These dudes came from Chicago. Yeah. Yes. We got Jackson and we got Noah. No, they got Noah and they got Jackson, <laughs> right? And they both got cowboy T-shirts on. You give, give him your name again, son. I got short-term bad <laughs> memory. Give him your. I'm Jackson. What's up, Jackson? And what is your question? Um, what direction do you think the Cowboys will go in the draft? What direction? What direction? I think they could go any direction in the first round except quarterback and running back. I tell you what, Jackson. I think. This is, uh, it, he's Mickey's right about keeping an open mind about things because they've worked out a lot of different guys. You're kind of at the mercy of really what the board is at 19 because you might have 18 first-round grades and then you get to 19 and you maybe you've lost a guy. With all the quarterbacks that are going early in this draft, 
you've got to hope they're going to push some cats to you. Jerry spoke and, to yeah, that this yeah, week. Yeah, so they're, they're kind of looking. Maybe they've got some picks that they can move up if they see. I, I think that the positions I would watch on defense, I'd watch defense. Yeah, I'd watch defense, uh-huh. defensive tackle. I'd watch linebacker. And then I would watch safety. Those I'd watch those defense. I don't know if they'd go corner, but if I had to guess, I would say linebacker would be the first one and defensive tackle would be the second one. Jackson, Chicago's a big city. What 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 town you live in? Oh, me live in the Naperville area. Uh, okay. See, Mickey's from Chicago, too. I grew, That's why I, I, grew, I grew up in Chicago Heights. Chicago Heights, the mean streets. Okay, we got Noah. Noah, Noah what's got up? Something real special for y'all. Where do you think Manziel's going to end up? <laughs> Good one. Now, Brian was at his workout, so oh, he's going to be the expert. That's a $6 million question. That's a smart man. Watch right? out for that kid growing up. Yeah, I tell you what. I, you know, I tell you what, Noah, that uh, Johnny Manziel, I was at the pro day at Texas A&M the other day, and he was Whoop. throwing for Christian Kirk. And I will say this, physically, he looked really good. Physically, I mean, how he wasn't, you know, big or doughy looking or anything like that. He was, he was well put together. Doughy looking. Doughy, yeah, doughy. You know, Nate, what I'm talking about. Kind of a doughy looking guy. <laughs> kind of a doughy kind of a but, man. But, but he threw the ball really well. The, the, the placement of the ball, like downfield, the underneath stuff that he did, the comebacks, the curls, the slants. I think he only missed three passes out of about 38 that he threw. So, yeah, I, I don't know where – New England has kind of been a team rumored that they like him. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody bring – after watching him work out there, that more teams – all there were all teams represented there at A&M. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody brought him in just for a workout just to see the, some of the things that uh, we saw the other day. So but, do you think he will really play in that developmental league? I think he will. That's his intent. Spring his, league, spring right? League, spring yeah. league. Spring league in Austin, and then if he doesn't – after that, it's in the CFL. Yeah. So, yeah, he's going to play. He uh, it's, it's just, he's named after Nolan Ryan Express, man. Oh, nice! So this is mom and dad. Come on, they, welcome. They, they're yeah. they're wave here. At the, wave at the crew. They're here for <laughs> yeah. football and baseball, huh? And basketball. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they covered all three. That's we right. Got, yeah, I see Cowboys shirts, Cubs shirts. Go Ramblers! Yeah. <laughs> Loyola, yeah, big weekend yes. there. All right, uh, thanks for the Thank question, you. guys. I may be the only one Boy, here that saw them win a national championship. That is 1920. Oh, stop! Six. When, when was that? I think sister was. Uh, she was probably sister six, Jean 16. was 40. <laughs> she was 16. She was 40. <laughs> what are you talking about? Mickey, Mickey was hanging out with her at the student union. She was probably hitting, spanking my hand for talking. Well, in I, was, I was wondering which way you were going. Yeah, there. I do. Hey, speaking uh, of the previous question we got about the yeah, draft, yeah, I, it's my job to come up with polls on this show, right? When Taylor's hosting, yeah, yeah. So along the lines of the previous question, hey, after seeing what the Cowboys have done in free agency, their top priority in the draft should be, and I got four options. Brian, mm-hmm. you might not agree with all these. I said linebacker, yeah, offensive line because you can never have enough. True. Safety, there or I go. left a spot for other, other. below. This was first round? First round. Well, top priority, yeah, so yeah, I, sure. I wish you would have – the offensive line maybe would have been defensive so you, line or tackle. Are you other? I, I, think I'm more, I think I'm more in the linebacker mode, to be honest with you. You know, they keep saying it, and, and Jason mentioned the other day that they need to bring in more linebackers. Yeah. So I don't know if that meant free agency and or the draft. But I would imagine someplace in that first three rounds, 
a linebacker's take. Yeah, I, I think they're hunting linebackers. I really do. Again, 30 visits we'll see next week. Uh, right. Who all is on that list? Rashawn uh, Evans at Bama. They were down there yesterday looking yeah, at him yeah. among a lot of guys. Yeah, they, they need to kind of think about things. If we're kind of getting into a mode where – uh, you know, you're thinking about maybe a Will linebacker. What are you going to do with Sean Lee? Not to try and put Sean Lee to pasture or anything like that anytime soon. Because you, you showed last year you need him yeah, on the but, field. Yeah, but here's, you know, here's a guy, again, you talk about financial considerations and things like that. So, uh, you know, you have to kind of look to the future. And, and they, you know, need a, they need a guy as a, a guy could play a mic, potentially backup Will. Right. Much like Anthony Hitchens did last year. I, I wouldn't look at Joe Thomas here as – I, play, I wouldn't look at him as, as right. Anthony Hitchens. I'm with you. I would look at him more like he is a Kyle Wilber special teams player that's a better Justin Durant. And Mickey, you and I were talking, Rob, I think you went upstairs at the time. We were talking about lunch uh, that, that they needed a better Justin Durant. And so the million-dollar question, too, on top of that is Jalen Smith and what his role would be yeah. in this defense next year. How much of a load would he be ready to handle? I don't think – we asked Jason Garrett that the other day in Florida, and he didn't he didn't want to put a snap count on him here in March, but they feel like physically he'll be better. I still agree. Mickey, you're right. They're going to look for more linebackers. They had, Look, Hitchens and Sean Lee collectively missed a nine or ten games last yeah. year, yeah. and you don't have Hitchens next year as right. well. He's back with, uh, and with Kansas Smith, City. And Jalen Smith was in no way ready to play 60 snaps yeah, a game. Yeah, that, that was the thing that hurt him the most is right? the fact that they, we, we kind of thought that Jalen Smith was going to kind of ease his way in, and easing his way in was thrown off the boat into the ocean yeah. and swim back to land. Right, and so, right. And so, can, so we're a year removed from all that. Can they count on him 16 games at 60 snaps a game? I'll tell you Is what, he ready for that? Yeah, I think physically he'll be ready. You as think far, phys physically? I think, I think physically he will do everything in his power to, to be ready. I think he'll do everything he can to work out. I'm sure we'll have he'll have a golf cart at training camp because he'll be the off-season award guy. He'll be one of those guys that we always see. He gets the Jason Wittens, the Tyron Smiths, the guys that get the Jeff Heath, that get the golf carts. But he, will he, the nerve cooperate? I think that what we're starting to hear, Mickey, and I know that you kind of talk to the same guys I do, that his ability to raise his foot is becoming more prevalent. I and, believe yeah. he said at the end of the season he yeah. doesn't get tested for that anymore. Yeah. And, and I, Jerry said... yeah. He said he. I've talked to coaches, trainers, doctors, and they all feel like he'll be, from a physical standpoint, yeah. much better. Absolutely, I agree. Nate, what you got? Hey, this is my last guy. <laughs> this, this is it. Rob from Mississippi. Now he lives in Nashville, but this is a Mississippi State guy, so he has a nice question. Go dogs. Go dogs. Hey, I'm just out here looking for Dak, and I'm hoping you guys <laughs> figure it out. How do we build a core around Dak? I tell you what, that's well, that's a that's a, that that's the whole that's right there. That's that's a great question again because, to me, it is about the offensive line. It is about the running game. It is about who's catching the football on the outside. It's about getting Cole Beasley better. It's about Mickey's offensive line approving the health at the left tackle and the left guard getting a little bit better. You know, anything that you can do to help Dak, I think you have to exhaust those opportunities. Right. You know, he he, he it wasn't a fluke his rookie year. That guy's a good football player. You know, a fourth-round pick, yeah, I mean, they, hey, maybe they caught lightning in a bottle. But early in the season, that team, he was running it pretty well when they when they were 5-3. and three, They, they had losing. him on his back. Yeah, and then, you know, and then they have the shell shot game in Atlanta, which, you know, I mean, you don't – that's that's one of those rare football his games. His sacks so. rose, Mickey, noticeably 
in the last eight games of the season when yeah. you didn't have Tyron Smith for a little stretch right. and you didn't, you know, you were a revolving door at your left tackle spot. I mean, that all factors in. They he was sacked 32 times last year, 22 in the last eight games. So what changed? Well, Tyron Smith missed three of those games and parts of two others. Yeah. Well, he was injured and they didn't have a quality backup. So we're almost back to where we started this discussion, Nate. Who do you want at right tackle? Who do you want at left guard? And who do you want to be the backup tackle? If I'd have had my way last year, Mick, I left our right tackle when I never moved out to that position. I wanted to keep the middle strong and just work from one side, and that was the right tackle. Yeah. But now you have to have the best five guys on the field. Right. And so if we got a better right tackle than we do left guard, then we have to put that guy at right tackle. And Lyle once again have to go back over to the left mm. guard. Because you Can I ask you how difficult go ahead, Mick, go ahead. So so basically I did this. I played right. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Guard. We're I know. in the same situation they were last, last year going yes. to training camp, right? Yes. Because our are. thought was if if who who's a better right tackle? Right. Right? It took compared to the left guard. Right. Is Chaz Green a better guard and you can leave Lyle Collins at tackle or is Lale Collins a better tackle and I can find somebody to play guard. Me, I would leave it like it is now because he found a home last year, I think. Broadus, what, what was your assessment of Lale Collins? By I, I really, I, I, I'm with Mickey on this. I would have, the, the fact that he he went through the growing pains yes. early in the campaign and him playing right tackle and then by the end of it, I thought he was one of your better linemen. Yes. And I, I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, you know what? Don't I, I, move I don't, don't want to, it's the same thing with Byron, it's the same thing with, with, with uh, Mr. John, Byron Jones. But Byron Jones. Oh, there goes the Star Magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, taking off early today, huh? <laughs> hey, make, yeah, make sure. My, my, my issue is, yeah, make, right. sure, make sure you take out the my, Star Magazine. My, my deal <laughs> is this right here with the offensive line. Leave it like it is. Find your left guard. And I, this is where our offensive line coach shows how he's gold. By making this fit, by making this work, by finding out what they do, do as, a, as a group together real well and make it work. How difficult was it for you to switch back and forth? Being Tackle the, guard. Being the great athlete that I was, <laughs> and a super player, I sweated and I almost had a fit when Jimmy said, you're going the right tackle. Yeah. That means I had to stay in shape all year long. I played at my lightest. I think I played all year under 320. And as soon as they moved back to left guard, I went back to 330. Yeah. Mm. So it's me, easier. Can, what, I, was, let me ask you this, because you were a teammate with Larry Allen, and I yes. know Larry Allen's a Hall of Fame player. Yes, he is. How did Larry feel about, and he, he both positions he was an all-pro, so maybe this is a bad comparison, but right. how did he feel when he, I mean, he probably popped a big dip in, and he didn't really care. And he? just laughed. I mean, he, he, <laughs> yeah. he laughed and yeah. scratched yeah. his yeah. head. But, yeah. did, but was there one that he liked playing more than the other? I think he liked to play the, the, the left side, whether it was left tackle or left guard. Right. Because he, he, that's where he made his money at. That's where he excelled. Okay, so he knew that he was, yeah. he was destined for greatness, yeah. and he was going to make money wherever he well, was. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a bad example probably. Yeah. No, but tackle ended up being a necessity because you didn't have anybody else to put out yeah, there at right. that time, yeah. right? Yeah. Larry, Larry Allen, like you say, that, that's, that's a unique guy. I, I, I liken it to what I had to do. It was much harder for me to go to right tackle. Yeah. Because I didn't have a security blanket. I had to deal with open space. And guys being, you know, once I got a guy going in the direction uh, for us at left guard, I had him. Because we, it was so limited space that he did. He had to be a quick mover. I had him. So right. it's what was, easier. What was worse, having to face Reggie White or Jerome Brown? 
Uh, Jerome Brown is the one you always talk That's about. That's the one who killed me. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, yeah. Why don't you pick somebody else? <laughs> John Randall? Uh, oh, my God, it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I tell you, I was blessed to play with, other, with four other great guys. And uh, I had to work. You know, I, I faced all pros. seemed like every game. You sure but, did. You know, it was harder to go out into that right tackle because it's just too much space. Let me ask you this though: With with and, and is this why maybe Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones have this best five theory, and, and maybe even Jason Garrett being the head coach? It's because, with yeah, he spoke to that because, too. Because, it because, because, because it was really about in your era, the Super Bowl era. It was about the best five guys, yes. wasn't it? Yes, it was. Hey, they were winning, and yeah. they show up in training camp in '92, and Jimmy says. Tony Wise, Eric Williams is my right, starting right, right tackle. Right, right, right. I don't care whose feelings were hurting. And that was going to be me. That was him. And it's like, fix it. Make it work. And then they kicked Nate inside. And yeah, I, I, went to, I went to Jim and said, you say the best five. And this one time I stabbed Kevin Gogan so deep in the back. <laughs> I'm still carrying the wound. I'm better than Kevin Gogan. Oh, <laughs> I stabbed man. him so bad in the back. All right, before we get out of here, I got a simple question for you guys. How do you feel – They've handled free agency to this point because they might, at this point, they might be done for a little bit unless the opportunity presents itself. What do you think about what they've done, adding, replacing? Trading could be the next thing that we see. Yeah. Maybe not the addition through trading. And that may be in the draft or trying to move to get guys. I personally, I, I we all felt like that they were going to wait. But the guys that they were able to target to get – Again, when you get a guy that was a starting right tackle in an AFC championship game in a Super Bowl and, you know, did well there, I, I think that's a credit to you right there. I and mean, get him I, for a reasonable price. get him for a price, right? a one-year deal, yeah, see what you got. I think that, you know, going out and get Hearns, you know, again, you can say what you want about the numbers, and that's, you know, we'll, we'll figure that all out. But I, I think they, again, Will wants to protect himself, you know, and, and so he knows he's got 10 draft picks coming up free agency i'm okay with what they've done because now it's allowed them to take a wide net in 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 the draft and go the directions that they want to go draft purely as they always say why not why not i'm I'm gonna say this go ahead nate and i started out like this free agency will benefit me once i see how they handle theirs and where that situation goes and how this offensive line coach because if these mesh these players. if these two guys work out yes then they've hit a home run yes, yes. They, have. they need that they need to hit a home run on some of these bottom fish i guys. mean what if what, what you if call them bottom bottom fishing. fishing that's what they call me don't do that <laughs> you end up being an all-pro type player <laughs> six-time pro bowler man yeah, sometimes a bottom hey feeder. hey sometimes you find a big old catfish <laughs> down that's there right that's right mud cat we got to get out of here thanks to mickey Thanks to Brian. Thanks to Nate. Thanks to our crew. Thanks to Jacob, Jacob. Alex, Chris Beam producing. Yes. yes. Everybody in the back. And uh, thanks to you guys for your questions so out here at the show. Thank you. This was fun. We got the draft show Hi, coming Heidi. up next. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?